Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. There's a couple things happening here. And first and foremost, the, the scariest one, the one that should actually send a chill up American spines, is the fact that Canada is normalizing the targeting of mainstream citizens for their viewpoints with counterterrorism tools. They're calling them extremists because they have a certain thought pattern. And I would say that American citizens, again, should be worried about this because we see the seeds of that happening here. You look at the National School Board Association calling parents who oppose critical race theory in their schools domestic extremists. You look at the DOJ setting up a domestic terrorism unit for anti-government and anti-authority ideology. And then just recently, there was a Department of Homeland Security bulletin that classified the use or the spreading of disinformation, misinformation, or malinformation on social media as potential terrorist activity. So there's chaos on both of our borders right now, but we should look to the north and see what they're doing and know that it is already happening here. Be on guard against it, Americans. She's right. We're seeing this in country after country. It's one massive psyop. It looks like a crackdown on some truckers, but it's way bigger than that. It looks like a crackdown on protests and free speech, but it's way bigger than that. It is, in its rawest terms, conditioning. In Canada, the international left is bearing down, intending to make an example of the Canadian truckers. If you thought the issue at stake was COVID, COVID mandates, you're wrong. The issue is who is allowed to have a voice in our world and who is not. Who is allowed to protest and who isn't. When 56 churches across Canada, you may not realize this, it's gone on over the last couple of years, were vandalized, in some cases destroyed, and burnt to the ground by Antifa and anarchist groups that are allied with them, Trudeau didn't try to stop them. He wasn't at all interested in their funding. Now, he said their reasons for wanting to destroy the churches were fully understandable. Native people, a long, long time ago, were persecuted, it's believed, particularly by the Catholic Church. So, you know, burning some churches, vandalizing them, looting them, in some cases destroying them completely, A-OK with Trudeau. Why? Because leftist thugs have a right to speak. As of this moment, you can go on GoFundMe and donate to Antifa all over the world. You could donate to Black Lives Matter, too. Another group that did a tremendous amount of destruction, but which Trudeau has praised. But try to donate to the truckers, 
even as an American, via give, send, go, and you can't. And of course, our side sits around for endless hours and talks about how hypocritical this is, how unfair it all is, without grasping what this really is. That there's two edges to the sword here. That while they're trying to teach us, condition us, punish us into silence, they're just as emphatic about who can speak, about formalizing and nationalizing the process through which truths become real. In this bizarre new Orwellian world, it doesn't matter if you can prove something true. It doesn't matter if you have science on your side. It only matters that the correct people speak it. It cannot become true until the person speaking it is the correct person and the time is right. The most jaw-dropping example of what I'm talking about I saw this week, not in Canada, but on Facebook. It was astonishing. It was astonishing to click on the Washington Post news site and to see this headline. Mask mandates don't make much of a difference anyway. Why? Because as they explain, masks don't really stop the spread of COVID. You're thinking, yeah, Doha, I knew that. No, 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 wait, you're stop. You're missing the importance of this. It just became real. It just became real. You were not allowed to speak this before the Washington Post spoke it. I personally had posts with scientific data marked false on Facebook about masks. I even took a picture of the side of an actual mask box. You know the kind the surgical masks come in? Where the manufacturer put a warning on it that this does not stop viruses. It was marked on Facebook as false information. It was the manufacturer's own product warning. That was almost two years ago. And at the time, I laughed in disbelief. I got a lot of mileage out of it on my radio show. I didn't understand. But now I understand perfectly. Over the years, I've exhaustively proved that masks don't work using actual science. Yet on three separate occasions, I've gotten strikes on Facebook, false information marks, at one point jailed for three days. So I wanted to know what would happen. I wanted to see it for myself if I posted the, the Washington Post article, which was originally written by a Bloomberg reporter. So I put it up. Masks don't work. And nothing happened. It's not that we've suddenly discovered masks don't work. It's that for that truth to be accepted and believed in our society and for those who repeat it to not be punished, censored, and canceled, it must first be said by a minister of truth. In this case, somebody with the party. In this case, the Washington Post. This keeps happening. It's a weekly thing now. Try to post to Facebook even a month ago, that lockdowns don't work. Good luck with that. But it suddenly became okay when Johns Hopkins published the study. They, too, are members of the Ministry of Truth, of the party, in good standing. Suddenly, it became okay, even though there was overwhelming evidence that it was the case before. In fact, what was so astonishing about the Johns Hopkins study and it actually wasn't a study it was a meta-analysis of studies and you know what it found it looked at thousands of studies and did what's called a meta-analysis they looked at the data all of it a massive trove of data across those studies and concluded the lockdowns didn't stop death at all 
<laughs> Wait a minute. You know what that means? If they looked at all those studies, thousands of studies, right? Did the meta-analysis and concluded it doesn't stop death um, pretty much at all? Then that means the science never supported lockdowns. They were looking at the science. All of it. That's what a meta-analysis does. The whole thing about, well, we're with the science means nothing. Because there never was any science. That's what the Johns Hopkins meta-analysis proves. But it didn't matter. Thousands of studies didn't matter. It only mattered who pointed out that thousands of studies said lockdowns don't work. And that one fell by the wayside. Because one of the ministers of truth proclaimed it. This keeps happening again and again and again. It's how our society works now. It's double-edged. Society as a whole, including the most celebrated virologists in their fields, become persona non grata. Only certain people can speak the truth. And it doesn't matter how long you have to wait, two years, four years, until they proclaim it, no matter how overwhelming the evidence, it's not true. Last spring, Politico... Another member of the Ministry of Truth did something radical. They published an article actually suggesting that more than likely the COVID virus came out of the Wuhan lab. That before had been unspeakable. But once Politico greenlighted it and they're a Washington liberal standard, it suddenly became okay to post. I could put the post up and it would be fine, even though I posted an edition of this Battleground podcast saying the same thing with the same evidence, and it got marked false. Want some more examples of this backwards way of declaring truth that they are conditioning us to accept? Okay. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Let's do it. I remember a time when you could not go on social media and question the efficacy of the COVID shot. You would get a false rating. You would have your post removed. You might even have your page taken for a few days or, you know, sent to jail until here's another member of the Ministry of Truth. Once again, the Washington Post published internal CDC documents showing the shot didn't have much efficacy. In fact, less than 50%, making it almost useless as a medical device. That's the threshold. 50%. The internal data had come from the CDC. It had leaked. Just days before that, the head of the CDC was on TV 
talking about how the shot was 95% effective when she knew damn well it wasn't. Her own internal documents were already in the Washington Post newsroom. She just didn't know it yet. So over the next couple of days, she had to come out and proclaim the truth. And it got to be the truth because the Washington Post said it. Want to keep going? Okay. Remember when the New York Post was censored, their Twitter account shut down? I remember over Hunter Biden's laptop. I remember trying to post those New York Post articles. In the beginning, you couldn't put them on Facebook without at least a content warning. And that's if they didn't disappear. But now we can speak of Hunter Biden's laptop as if it's real because it was always his and it was never Russian disinformation. Why is that now possible? I bet you don't even remember. I do. It is now possible to say Hunter Biden's laptop is real and it is regularly reported that it is real because a member of the Ministry of Truth in Good Standing, Ben Schreckinger, published it in a book. He didn't have any new information. He had the same old emails Fox News had been using uh, almost a year before. So what was the difference? (laughs) Nothing. Ben Schreckinger is a member of the Ministry of Truth. He's a Politico reporter. So it became okay to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Again, the evidence never changed. Tucker Carlson had some of the same emails on his shows before the election. It's just that he wasn't the right person. Ben Schreckinger is. So it got to be real. Shall I keep going? All right, cool. Let's do it. Remember when you couldn't say that natural immunity was superior to the shot? I do. I tried to post that on social media, too. It didn't work out very well for me. So why can you say that now? Well, because back in January, another member in good standing of the Ministry of Truth, the Wall Street Journal, published an article called The High Cost of Disparaging Natural Immunity. At that point, we had had a massive Israeli study for a long time proving natural immunity superior. But even that peer-reviewed study didn't matter. It doesn't matter how peer-reviewed it is. It doesn't count until it is acknowledged, spoken into truth, by a member in good standing of the Ministry of Truth. In this case, it was the Wall Street Journal in an article called The High Cost of Disparaging Natural Immunity. This, again, is not hypocrisy. It's conditioning, brainwashing even. It's the flip side of censorship, which we talk a lot about as a society. We don't do anything about it. It always gets worse, but we talk a lot about it. This is the flip side. The idea that there, while there are a lot of people who can't talk, and again, we talk a lot about that, that there are certain anointed ones who can, no matter how wrong they are, no matter if they get every single major story of political import flat wrong. Like the Washington Post. Russian bounties? Nope. Never happened. The Pulitzer they won for their Russiagate reporting? Nope. Russiagate didn't happen either. That was a creative writing exercise. Natural immunity? Yep. Wrong on that. Lockdowns work? Nope. Not right on that. Trump wasn't really spied upon. Oh, yeah. They got that wrong. See, that's the weird thing about the Ministry of Truth. They have the longest records, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, of getting things dead wrong. But all that getting it wrong never seemed to, seems to affect their standing, their membership status 
in the ministry of truth. Meanwhile, every fact, everything outside the ministry of truth is dubbed a conspiracy theory until it is chosen by a ministry of truth member and declared. In which case, with almost no evidence, it becomes real or with using evidence that has long since been around, it becomes real. So it's definitely not about the science. I'll give you another example. This just happened. Try posting anything six months ago on social media about the COVID shot affecting women's menstrual cycles. Yeah, good luck with that. It'd be marked false. You'd be lucky if you didn't end up in Facebook jail for three days. All the fact checkers said it wasn't so. And then what happened? Well, another member in good standing of the Ministry of Truth proclaimed, in this case, the New York Times, that it was in fact true. As I always do on these occasions, I run right to Facebook, having been censored for that one before too, and posted it to see what would happen. Nothing. No content warning. It sailed right through. So understand, what is happening right now in Canada is as much about who can speak, or burn things down, or well, quite frankly, even kill people, as Black Lives Matter did, including a father of five who was trapped in that pawn shop that was burnt down in Minneapolis by a gloating Black Lives Matter protester. It's as much about who can speak as who cannot, who can protest, and who cannot. This is foreign to us in our culture and our society because it's not totalitarian, because we've never seen it before. But they'd recognize it in Nazi Germany, where, if you were a brown shirt or a black shirt, you could beat somebody with impunity in the street simply because they gave a political speech. It wouldn't matter what they actually said. What mattered was that the speaker wasn't one of them, and they'd be beaten. In some cases, maybe even killed. People who lived, as I mentioned many times, through pre-revolution Russia remember this too, when the street thugs who acted exactly the same way as the Nazi brown shirts did, were allowed to get off scot-free. By then, the judges had become so afraid of them, they let them go. And our, and their societies learned these people were ultra-powerful. They could do anything they wanted, and they wouldn't get in trouble for it. Say whatever they wanted, and it would be okay. It could be spoken immediately into truth, no matter how corrupt Or crooked their background. That is the conditioning we're getting as a society. So when Justin Trudeau goes for broke, that world is the one he's striving to create. And so far, it's working. They've grabbed, taken from us, without hardly a fight, certainly not one on the part of our political leaders, the idea that we can even be part of a debate. The idea that we can bring facts and figures and evidence to a debate and have it matter when what they've established is the only thing that matters is who you are at the debate when you show up. It's a culture and it's increasingly becoming ours. Thank you for listening to today's Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app. You can download that. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y and subscribe. We'll drop it right onto your phone as soon as I publish. And please share with like-minded friends and family everywhere. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 